This is an out loud reading of one of our latest YouTube videos. To find us, go to youtube.com slash redditreaders or click the link in the description below. Thank you so much for listening. Hey everyone, welcome back to another post from r slash pro revenge, the subreddit where people post stories on how they got expert revenge on those who wronged them. Today's post, try to take the credit for something I wrote? Let me destroy your academic credibility and get you fired. I used to be in what my college would call a CEDAR, an investigation group created by students that went to produce scientific articles, in this case, psychology and normally they were directed by a professor. I had just started college. I didn't know how things worked, but thanks to a friend, I was able to enter one of the most exclusive cedars of our faculty. They were developing at the time five articles, and I was assigned to the newest one, a simple case review. But this story is not about me or my project. This story is about Rebecca, the friend that helped me before. Like me, Rebecca was a psychology major doing her final year of college, and she was one of the lead investigators in the Crown project of the CEDAR at that time. It was a meta-analysis on conductual behavior therapy and schizophrenic patients around Latin America. This was not easy. She had spent a year and a half working on it, and when I joined the group, it was already in its final stages. Then the drama began. Well. It had actually started Midway Project when the first drafts were sent to the publications office. In my college, the publications office can be your best friend or your worst enemy as an investigator, and their suggestions are basically orders. Because the article dealt with psychiatric pathology, they said it must have the support of our college's med school psychiatry department. The head of the department, who I will call Dr. Trash, put the condition that one of his residents had to be on the project. It was kind of rude to force them to include some random guy, but in the end, her and her group accepted. Enter Julian, the human incarnation of laziness. In a team of five individuals, Rebecca, Julian, and three other psychology students, Julian barely did any work, and whatever he made had to be checked and corrected by one of the others. Sometimes, Rebecca doubted he even knew what the article was from some of his comments. Fast forward again to the finish line of the project. It was basically done and only needed the approval of Dr. Trash. And this is where things went to hell. For those who don't know, psychiatrists and psychologists aren't always in the best terms, and this hidden feud can sometimes cause troubles when we interact. In this case, as Rebecca learned from one of the good psychiatric residents, the problem was that Dr. Trash didn't believe psychology should exist and thought of us as glorified life coaches. You see the, where this is going? With the project already done, he refused to approve it unless those credited as main authors were himself, reasonable to a point department heads were always considered main investigators, our CEDAR director, and Julian. The others could only put their name as investigation assistants on the acknowledgement section. This was a total slap in the face. Even when Rebecca tried to argue that she was the one that designed the project in the first place and that Julian did the minimum, the man called her a liar, said her basic idea had needed a lot of corrections, that was false, and that he knew 
Julian had written most of the paper as there was no way she could have done it. Remember, he saw us as life coaches. Julian, being the douchebag he had been all year, didn't correct him and let the others drown while he was praised. In her last peaceful attempt, Rebecca asked why they could not put the names of all the students as authors, and Dr. Trash said that a bunch of unknown student names would only resist credibility to the thing and refused the proposal. Lastly, he said that they could accept his terms or quit the project and leave him total control of the article. You may be thinking, this is impossible. This man is literally stealing the work from another person. Sadly, this is how investigation works sometimes, and it's not uncommon that a well-established investigator steals the work of unknown ones because, like he said, they are most likely to win. Even with evidence like mails and drafts, they can get their way. Rebecca and her friends were devastated, but even the director of the Cedar refused to give them his support. The important thing is that the article is published, not who takes the credit, was his reasoning. That's when Rebecca decided to go full suicide bomber, when she told her friends of her idea, warning them it would be the best if they leave the project before things escalated, they decided to stay and help her. The plan was to sabotage the article by modifying the statistical analysis they had made previously, basically the core of it all. The conclusion you got with the new results was the same as before, but anyone who read the thing thoroughly and checked the sources would see the data had been tampered, making it look like they had forged the results to their convenience. This was a tricky move because they had to make the modifications in between the last revisions with enough subtlety that Dr. Trash would not notice it when he corrected other parts of the text. They were extremely lucky he never checked the statistical component, partly because that was the Cedar's director responsibility, and he had already given them the thumbs up. Finally, the article was completed and the work was sent to the publications office. Then it was just waiting until it finally made the boom. About a month after submitting the project, all the implicated were cited to a meeting with the publications office, including Dr. Trash. The office had seen the altered results and that meant they had to investigate the group for fraud. To the students and the resident, it could mean expulsion. For the director and Dr. Trash, they would be forbidden to publish again under the university's name, and in the worst case, they could be fired. And that is when Dr. Trash saw he had condemned himself, because Rebecca and the others were just assistants. It meant that most of the responsibility was on himself and the other main authors. Blaming the students would give away the fact that they were way more involved in the process, admitting he had taken away the credit and that he had not checked the paper properly. In the end, he didn't have to decide how he wanted to be hanged, because the Cedar director spilled the beans in order to save his own neck. With the director's confession, Rebecca and the others could tell the truth and show the publications office the real results and told them about the sabotage. The aftermath of this is very bittersweet. 1. The office started an investigation on Dr. Trash's articles and those he sponsored, finding he had done this way too many times. He was fired after the news spread around as far as we know, he has not done any more publishing in indexed literature because no serious magazine will accept his submissions. 2. Because of all the drama, Rebecca's article was deemed too compromised by personal interest and was not accepted for publishing. 
So that year's hard work went directly to the trash. Three, the Cedar director had to surrender his job as an investigator, and the Cedar disbanded because there was no other professor available or willing to direct it. My little project died in here, sadly. Four, Julian was put on probation by the medical faculty. Five, Rebecca and the others were banned from participating in other investigation projects or studies that were not related to their final thesis, but no more disciplinary actions were taken against them. Add it to answer some of the most common questions. One, yeah, I'm not from the USA, and while my English is good, or so I want to believe, some words I sometimes slip, like academical. Sorry about that. Two, some have suggested Rebecca to publish it on her own, but she told me she was tired of all the ordeal and decided to let it go. It was hard, but she didn't feel comfortable, and in the end, because it was a project born in the Cedar, it was owned by the university. She graduated a long time ago and is working in a clinic with little to no interest in academics, at least for now. Three, many are wondering what our publications office is or why it is so important. Well, our publications office was created to help student research. When you submit your paper and they approve it, they send it to good journals and oversee the whole process so the articles are published and get where they need to get. Believe me, this is a huge help because journals are getting your work with the approval stamp of a recognized institution. Does every paper need to go through them? It depends. Cedars are college entities, so any research done in them has to go through it and is technically owned by them. With what benefit, you may ask? Well, Cedar members have access to all our college resources, including labs, materials, databases, experts' help, etc. All this costs money. When you submit your project to our publications office, you also submit a budget that they will provide, meaning the students don't pay anything. And finally, the publication office is also in charge of the ethics committee, those who authorize any clinical investigation or experiment done with any of our health faculty. Because of all these advantages, they are also extremely picky, and their moral code is strict, because whatever they approve will have the college's name on it. And my college has quite the reputation in my country, if I say so myself. And that's going to wrap up today's post. I hope you guys enjoyed this one. I enjoyed reading it. Let us know if you have any thoughts about it in the comments below. If you liked the video, please leave a like or a comment. It always helps us out a lot. And if you'd like to hear more and see more posts from r slash pro revenge and other subreddits when they come out on the channel, please subscribe. As always, thank you so much for watching and for listening. Hey everyone, we hope you're enjoying our readings of popular Reddit posts. We love providing this service so that you can listen to these podcasts to pass the time, to fall asleep to, or to be entertained while still staying safe on your commute to work. We love to have the freedom to cover even more posts, but the recording and editing is time-consuming work and doesn't pay the bills. If you feel you're getting regular value out of these episodes, please consider supporting us with a small monthly donation. You can donate easily by visiting anchor.fm slash redditreaders and clicking on support this podcast. Every little bit helps, even if it's just enough to cover our morning cup of coffee. As always, thank you so much for listening.